This episode brought to you by Audible. Audible slash horror version for 30 days free in a book to get you started. For your book recommendation, I'm going to assume, Jen. It's me. Hey, today I am recommending Nightmares and Dreamscapes by mm. Stephen King. It is a collection of short stories and it's really scary and I love it. So guys, check out Nightmares and Dreamscapes by Stephen King on Audible. It's great. This episode also brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. Nick B taught me a new slang word. Oh, geez. Oh, God. Is it podcast appropriate? Yeah, it's actually, it's a good one. Oh, what? a good one? Yeah. Hmm. He said that something I did was mega. And I was mega? Like, mega. M-E-G-A. Okay. Yeah, I'm familiar with what mega is. Yeah, apparently over there. that They say it is like good? Yeah, he's like, oh, that was totally mega. Hmm. So he's like our English, U.S., English, U.K. translator. Yeah. Oh, he tells because us what, we both speak English? Right. Yeah, but it feels like we're from two different worlds. Sometimes. I feel like we speak it and they sort of chew it up and spit it out. <laughs> That's definitely the way that happens. It's not the other way around at all. This episode also brought to you by John. John. Hey, John. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what you sound like. That is what I sound like. <laughs> this episode brought to you by John. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me tell you the truth about John. Let's do it. You guys been watching the news? Oh, yeah, I watch the news mm, a lot. Unfortunately. So, uh, I got an anonymous email from Noah. Uh-oh. This gets complicated. Does Uh-oh. it? Yeah. President Trump yeah. approached John in Australia. Why? To investigate political rivals. Oh, my oh God. no. Other podcasts? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. Other podcasts? <sighs> so then Noah Uh-oh. tipped off Matt. <gasps> oh, wait. Matt? This do, episode do, do, brought do. to you by Matt, Matt? This episode oh, brought guy? to you by Matt. My hero, Matt? And he wrote a whistleblower complaint. <gasps> Did what? he? Yeah. So Matt is the whistleblower? Yeah. And we just outed him? Oh, my him? God. I mean, being the whistleblower is something only the favorite son would do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this episode also brought to you by Rebecca. Rebecca. Hey, hey Rebecca. Rebecca. So, Mikey, do you have a sweet, sweet pickup line for sweet, sweet Rebecca? Yeah, this one goes out to the special lady. My feet are getting cold because you've knocked my socks off. Oh, that's sweet. <gasps> do you think Rebecca could make you some Disney socks? I bet she could. I bet she could too. Yeah. You should check her store. It's straight on tell Disney. Yeah. Straight up fat. At Etsy. If I'm with someone I really, really like, my feet do get cold. I don't understand the correlation. It's a defense mechanism, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect you to understand. Oh, you get cold My nervous system feet. shuts down so I can run. Got yeah. It. Boom. Mm. Wrap it up, boys. I also accept the answer of cold feet that Jen said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that wasn't what you were planning the whole time? No, I'm You're... just, I'm not planning any of this. <laughs> I, this episode also brought to you by Carl. Carl. Hey, His Carl. son, Carl's Jr. Yeah, well, listen, it's called Hardy's down here, but yeah. almost everywhere else it is called Carl's Jr. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's not bad. Yeah, they've it's got hot bad. dogs, I think. What? Carl's got a Twitch and he plays the video games. He does yeah. at twitch.tv slash Carlos M-O-L. He also teaches teaches local youths how to play guitar. Does he teach <laughs> adults too? Yeah. Oh, he also has a dry erase board at work that he writes uh, like Halloween puns on. Mm-hmm. And then he takes pictures and posts them to the horror version Facebook group. I saw so if you so want to check that out, join the Facebook group. Yeah. Didn't and, he have a, I'm only here for the booze. Uh, I think it was misspelled. Oh. He was missing a B. Oh, this episode <laughs> also brought to you by Michael. 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 Hey, Michael. Now, Michael, I believe, wants an insult from Mikey. Yeah. yeah. I heard. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Not from Noah. That he yeah. wears clothes that are so unwashed and old. <gasps> what? 
Yeah. That he was like walking down the street with like a Starbucks cup and people were putting change in it. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, man. So got- I mean, honestly, it's sort of a win on some level. Well, yeah, except you get coins in your coffee. In my mind, he was done with the coffee. He oh. was just being responsible and looking for a trash can. Mm. But they kept no, He was still money. drinking it. Oh, yeah, that's In the my worst. mind, he like just walked out of Starbucks and it was hot. My pumpkin spice latte. This episode also <laughs> brought to you by Cody Roy. Hey. Corduroy. Not the pants. What? Not Corduroy. No, no that's what Cody I'm, Roy. I'm calling him Corduroy. What are we going to say about Cody Roy? What are we going to plug for you, Cody Roy? I don't know Roy? what we're going to plug for you about Cody. Answering these questions and more in your DMs yeah. right now. Didn't you send out a message? I did earlier today. Yeah. I, we wait over Do you like pumpkin spice, Corduroy? Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice? Yeah, what's your favorite beverage? Maybe we should speculate wildly. Cody Roy is his name. His Cody favorite Roy. beverage is Bud Light. Bud no. Light Lime. <laughs> No. No, it's pumpkin cream cold brew. It is. It's everyone's favorite drink. <laughs> it's got to be your favorite. <laughs> Co- Cody wanted to shout out pumpkin cream cold brew. <laughs> so, Cody Roy, sorry we didn't reach out to you until today. Yeah. But we're, we're respond, and we will know what to... We have jobs. What to say for you. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll or be a lot of fun. We'll just talk about what kind of drinks we like. It's pumpkin cream it's cold, pumpkin cold brew. It's pumpkin cream cold <laughs> brew. What are we doing Jen, here? you could get back on dairy because of this. It's that good. Yeah. It's fine if it gives you weird poops. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah. It's not what happened. Todd, do you hear that? I think someone's at the door. (gasps) It's the theme music. Oh my God. Hello? I saw that Grey's Anatomy episode or whatever. Oh, I just read science about it. Wow, I wrote it. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Welcome to the Horror Virgin, everybody, where Jin knows everything. I'm Jin. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin Todd, which means I don't like scary movies. (laughs) And holy shit, was this movie scary. Yeah. This week, you guys made me watch Insidious, and now I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, you were very angry at Mikey. I'm still mad. (laughs) Oh, I'm mad at you too, Jin. Uh, Okay, good. It wasn't me. I did pick it. I did pick it yeah this was i think the closest we've come to breaking you since hereditary yeah oh oh, yeah Mm. oh yeah this one was bad if i had seen this in the theater it would have been just a like a puddle of me at the end of it you didn't stand up and yell fuck at the screen although you might have because you stood up in terror several times oh my god i don't know why that's a reaction i have because that is something i've done well i think the first time i ever did it was at hereditary but i I never go see scary movies and i've done it a few times bucking up to the movie or what are you doing oh yeah i'm ready to throw down (laughs) by that i mean run away screaming while i light matches on my way out yeah i'm just glad you didn't really break any technology you did kick this ottoman over every single time Bad pitch. We need to sell matchbooks. Horror virgin matchbooks. Oh, <laughs> they burn it down. Burn it down. Yes. Yeah. All right. So this came out April first, two thousand eleven. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, before? I saw it pr- a couple of years after it came out. Okay, n- not in the theater. Though. No, I, I did rented not see it. In theaters. You rented it, right? So you guys have only seen it once before. Yes. yes. All right. When you saw it before, was it super, super scary the first time you watched it? Yes. Yeah, yeah I remember it being scary. Yeah, I was very okay. scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is my first time watching it, and obviously I was horribly terrified. Yeah. So did it hold up well? Like, were you still scared tonight when you watched it again? Yes, I think so. Yes, I was. I don't think I was as scared because I knew it was going to happen. Also, I was laughing at you and uh-huh. typing notes. <laughs> but yeah. I was pretty scared. Yeah, I mean... It's brutal. This is one of those movies that I liked watching a second time because I know what's happening at the end, so I was kind of putting a little more of that together, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually think the end is like the weakest. Oh, oh no. Yeah, the end's horrible. I hated it. Mm, I love the end. Oh, man, it's so dumb. You guys never like the unhappy endings. It's not an unhappy ending. It's an unending. 
there's a difference. Well, yeah, there's an, there's another movie. That's true. I did tell Todd that like the whole that whole part is explained in the sequel. He would be arrested for murder. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, like, he murdered her. The second movie should be him going to jail, and then you never see him again. Like he should is not be in the third or fourth one. I don't think so. So let's get into this fucking movie. All right, we start with a child asleep in a bed and Mikey criticizing the wood paneling of the room. Yeah, he was like shaming them for <laughs> who lives in this kind of house with wood paneling. And Jen and I both like raised right. our hands like oh, we grew up in houses yeah. with wood paneling. It was the eighties, Mikey. Yeah, we didn't have control. We were just children. Yeah, <laughs> some of us didn't have your money. Mm-hmm. I don't want your walls. <laughs> So glad that was a W. What do you think? Oh, gross. No. <laughs> yes. The Senate told up. You said, I don't want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what else happened in this room with the boy? <laughs> He's just a boy. <laughs> this part's sort of like a dream sequence, sort of. Mm-hmm. But it's Patrick. It's like the it main is. male it's- dad character. Yes. You obviously tell it's a nightmare sequence because of the wood paneling. Yeah. And we also... <laughs> this is the further decorating. <laughs> yeah. And we also see the red hallway with... Um, yeah. Candles. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what we're seeing is Josh, We who we will find out is Josh, asleep in this wood paneling bedroom, and then it's panning over, and then we see an old lady wearing like a black wedding dress, like Mrs. Havisham from uh, Great Expectations. All right. Okay. So we're panning over, and we see this old woman wearing this, what looks like like a dyed black white wedding dress, but she's like a million years old, and she is totally... Totally evil, and she's just waiting and watching, and it's creepy. She's just mature, Jim. And then Insidious is on the screen. Yeah, these opening credits were bad. <laughs> okay, you criticize opening credits like Mikey criticizes walls and houses. Yeah, because <laughs> opening credits can either be good, and you can accelerate the story during the opening credits, or you can show me a twisting grandfather clock for two minutes while I look at the people who made the movie. What would you have done with these opening credits? I would have started the story and just played the credits in the bottom lower third, <laughs> in the lower left-hand corner, so we actually get some fucking entertainment value out of the movie. Movie, like and we don't have to right? watch just stupid cuts of hallways and stairs and doors and it, grandfather clocks for two minutes. It's, it's a waste of my mood. time. Amen, I like brother. It. I'm going to second Todd's opinion. Thank oh, you. Uh, there's nailed it. Photos, black and white photos of oh not God. an old creepy house, just the house they're moving into with moving yeah. boxes. And boxes. Mm-hmm. And then there's like footprints. And it's just creepy violin music. Stump. 33 violins. Fun fact. How do you know that? Because I did research on this movie. And one of the facts was the opening credits theme song was just 33 violins played poorly. Well, I don't think they were played poorly. I think they were intentionally played They're spookily. In dissonance. Oh, my God. Isn't that the musical term? That is eight. <laughs> also a, a really bad Pearl Jam song. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. All right. So now Rose Byrne is asleep. Yes. And we had a conversation about whether Rose Byrne is hot or not. And she is. Yes. I don't know, man. Yes, she is. All right. (laughs) Todd was confused because she doesn't have red hair. Yeah, I was like, what's the point of this? I like brunettes. Wanger, wanger. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, Rose Byrne is beautiful. Okay. Go on. All right. And so Patrick <laughs> Patrick Wilson, who is also delightfully beautiful, is snoring. Yeah, he's hot. He just that eye cream. I mean, he's know? also the world's worst husband eye cream. Yeah, I heard you. Yeah. That's very true. He does mm-hmm. put on eye cream. Okay, so Patrick Wilson is snoring. And so she goes downstairs and we see a bunch of boxes and she's about to start her day and start unpacking stuff. She puts some books on the shelf. Five books. What are you, Rain Man? <laughs> it's only she opens a huge box, takes five books out and put on like a weird way to unpack. Well, then her kids woke up and she had to like start minding her kids. No, yeah. she was like kneeling on the ground looking at the photo album. 
before when the kid yeah. came down. That's then right. she starts looking at her wedding photos, and we see one picture of Josh with the family, and that's apparently going to be significant later on. And so now Ty Simpkins is the actor who plays her son Dalton. He walks down the stairs, and they're wearing cute little matching pajamas with monkeys and bananas on it. It's that was so cute. cute. Is it super crush on Rose Byrne? Yes. Is it weird? It's not weird. No, man. If I was married to her and I had a kid, I'd wear those pajamas too with them. All matching pajamas. Now, right. I will say it is cute, but yeah, you wear matching pajamas on Christmas. Every day's Christmas when I'm your dad. <laughs> oh, I don't know what that means, but I'm scared. She should be too. <laughs> anyway, Roseburn and this <laughs> devil kid are now like looking through pictures together. Yeah. And he's like, show me a picture of daddy when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we don't have any of those. Show yeah. me a picture of daddy when I, or show me a picture of me when I was a kid. And she's like, you are a kid. Shut up. You're stupid. Oh, <laughs> I hate this kid. But she doesn't. I think Todd was starting to get scared. Well, I, but he's also saying that he doesn't like his room. Yeah, because his room is haunted. The whole place is haunted. Yeah, the world is haunted. <laughs> we find out. This is a patriarchy thing. It thing. is, man. I'll tell you who got ghosted first was Rose Byrne trying to get those kids ready for school. Oh, no, man. the ghost in that scene is her husband, uh-huh. who is nowhere to be found while she's like doing extra work. Like she's taking care of two boys, a baby mm-hmm. girl, making breakfast. And then we yep. cut to Patrick, who's upstairs just brushing his teeth like he's a bachelor. Right. Now, to be fair, maybe he had gotten up with the kids in the middle of the night and it was his turn to sleep in. Oh, come on. Bit. Yeah, I got that vibe You're too especially w- when later in the movie he spends way All too time much at time school. at school and yeah. not at home with his family Jen's yeah. a Patrick Wilson apologist yeah I, which yeah. surprises me Jen he's dreamy how uh. dare you prop up the patriarchy now, for someone who's just dreamy no I agree but I also <laughs> will know that when you're a parent you make certain deals about like who's gonna get up at what time and yeah. there were days where it was like Corey's day to sleep late and my day to sleep late or that. something like that yeah. but I mean I think later on through the movie we see he avoids stress shit and she's a stay-at-home mom so it's i guess he's it's viewing quote, it in quote her job except it's not it, it right. that's what it that, appears to be in the movie yeah yeah, 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 yeah you're yeah. not saying it should be that way but yeah right. i know a lot of people that look at it that way and that's fucked up because if that's your job then you work 24 hours a day and that's yeah, not and, cool. and listen if you're at home i mean i understand there are w- uh, w- women and men who decided to stay home with the kids and their partner right. works but like if you're both at home you're both parenting when you're both at home exactly and then when the other ones at work you're the parent because you're the one who's working with the kids. Anyway. Exactly. And listen, that's coming from someone who's not married and doesn't have kids. So yeah. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Well, I'm I would gonna... stay home with the kids. I me love too. Kids. Yeah. Hell yeah. And here's the thing that pissed me off about this scene because he is already leaving the house. Yeah. So he's already getting out of the house. Yeah, he's one foot out the door when he, he drops is. this. Go ahead. But he says, two seconds from now, I can't take the boys to school. You're going to have to do it. Do you know how much harder it is to get kids out of the house? house rather than just stay there he's already leaving he's already gonna get into his car don't make her get into her car it takes an hour out of her day yeah, both also, ways mm-hmm. he's Sorry. also like uh and i won't be back till later bye, bye. i'm telling also, you five seconds before yeah he's a high school teacher so he needs to like slow it down exactly yeah yeah he's a high school teacher who's clearly having an affair with someone at the school i'm not saying it's a kid i think he's having an affair with not being haunted it, he's no he's having astral projected out of his marriage yeah mm, he yeah. astral projected out of the marriage years ago (laughs) if you're a parent you need to make your daily arrangements before the time when your wife expects you to do part makes them known yeah exactly the baby's crying the other two kids have an a she's on the phone with like some kind of real estate person or yeah she's doing something like insurance she's like crying he's like well i gotta go you gotta take the kids to school because i got like shit to do also i work at the school bye 
Exactly. <laughs> yes. Anyways, but it just sets up the dynamic that she is a little bit overwhelmed and that he's not especially helpful and that no. he kind of checks out when things get hard. <laughs> he kind of checks out when things get difficult. You know what? He doesn't do shit in this movie until they no. hypnotize him. No. Yeah. And this whole time, he's just an old lady in a dress. So. <laughs> Okay, That's why. But what if the sequel was just Rosebird enjoying help with the kids because the old lady likes helping with the kids? <laughs> the you sequel know? is just the old lady who's good with kids yeah, helping. She's just nanny. He's like, I'll stay at home. You go get a job. <laughs> I love these children and being back on Earth. What? <laughs> He's like Devil Mary Poppins. <laughs> but like awesome. She's yeah, a little no. creepy, but she can fold yeah. fitted sheets, guys. Just a spoonful uh, of sugar makes the cyanide <laughs> go down. The cyanide go down. And she's like, I did your laundry, Rosebird, <laughs> and I made dinner. Yeah. And she's like, you're fantastic. We Don't went mind into the blood stains on the sheets. Exactly. We oh went into a God. chalk drawing that ended up in hell, but you know. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with some blood stains on some sheets. Hey, listen. Now, those were, <laughs> those were lipstick stains on sheets. Fun fact. So, where are we in the so right now, now? Well, he just tried to eat a wine. C2. Oh, <laughs> oh, so now um, she is writing a song at the piano. And oh, to right. her credit, she's actually playing the piano yeah, and yeah, singing. I noticed that, yeah. Which I enjoy. And I'm not a piano player, but you can sort of tell if someone's actually plunking it out. And you can tell. She's not like a super accomplished piano player because she's not playing anything especially difficult. Yeah, she's just playing chopsticks. But she is, well, she's playing more than that. And yeah. it's hard to play and sing at the same time, too. So, yeah. She's got the baby monitor on top of the piano. She's like, yes. boop, 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 boop. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine the two boys are already at school. She probably took yep. them to school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she still has that baby who's being haunted upstairs. Yeah, baby's trying to take a nap. She's yeah. trying to get a little work done while the baby is taking a nap. Right. And then she hears a weird noise um, in the baby <laughs> monitor. Does it happen immediately? Like it's that fast? Pretty much, yeah. We jump right into this. I remember I remember pausing it. We were like 18 minutes in, and I was like, I'm so terrified right now. Yeah, and I don't know if this is when she hears the baby monitor, but she hears the weird noise. Oh, this is when she goes to the attic. That's right. So she goes oh, to yeah. check on the baby, puts the baby back down, and then hears a weird noise from the creepy attic room yeah, that you should like, never buy like, a house that has. It no. Sounds, it sounds like crab legs. It does sound like someone eating crab legs. The ghost in this legs, movie yeah. sounds like someone eating crab legs. Yeah. Crab legs click, 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 click. Yeah. Mm. I don't like seafood. Well, yeah. they shouldn't have moved into a haunted Joe's Crab Shack. <laughs> <laughs> it's your own fault, Todd. I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. All right. She yes. goes to turn on the light, mm-hmm. and but she breaks the ladder, or the ladder breaks underneath her, the weight you of You have feet? to stand on a creepy ladder to turn a creepy light on. Yeah. Oh, so, and the fireplace turns on while she's up there. Yeah. It's, it's a fire hazard to have a, ha- a furnace in the roof. A haunted furnace in the roof? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so a fire lights in the attic and Todd said, fire's going to be very scary. Shut up. Because he got really scared. <laughs> yeah, scared scare me. <laughs> All right. So now Josh gets home. Kid Dalton, he's playing with a shark on the steps and he hears the creepy attic door open. And so he goes into the attic and he tries to step up onto the creepy, la- uh, creepy ladder to turn on the creepy light. And he's dressed as Superman. He is. Yes. But he's short because he's probably like five or six. Yeah, and he's so, short because he's a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. It's all coming together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that checks out. Yeah. And so he's trying to reach and he can't reach and then he falls down and then we hear a creaky crab leg sound or something yeah, coming yeah, to yeah. him. <laughs> right. And the guy's like, what are you doing here? I'm trying to eat crab legs. Yes. It's like, <laughs> how did you get to this Joe's Crab Shack? He astral projected there. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. With two A's. <laughs> yeah, the further is just like a dimension of chain restaurants like Joe's Crab Shack <laughs> and Applebee's. When you're oh. here, you're haunted. Yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't realize there were so many cougars in the further. (laughs) And so he starts screaming and they hear him and they go up and try to get it. And they like, he fell off the ladder. Yeah. He fell off the ladder real hard. Yeah. But he doesn't start screaming until a little while after he fell off the ladder. Right. And that's when they go get him and Mm. something else happened. Like it wasn't just he fell off the ladder, started screaming and they came up. Because he wasn't screaming because. Yeah. But I think it's all. But that's what he could tell them because I think that's what he understood. Sure. That's what they thought. So now. Um. Josh and Rose Byrne are getting ready for bed. Yeah, they are. And she's saying she's real tired and she didn't get anything done. No, yeah. she says, I'm sorry I, had, I was in such a bad mood and angry today. He's like, I didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was ghosting her all day. <laughs> right, but before that, she says, I'm tired and I didn't get anything done because she's trying to take care of a whole house and a baby and it's hard. And that's probably why she was cranky and she's frustrated. And we don't know exactly what happened in the old house, but we know that they want to have a fresh start. And what I imagine is they just... He had maybe, an affair. Well, I mean, maybe... I imagine she just had, it's hard to have three young kids and maybe they just, I don't know. But she has started to work more. Maybe she's staying at home now so she can work on writing songs. On her music, yeah. yeah. I mean, she does mention, I think in this scene, that she's got some songs she thinks she'll be able to do something with. And right. she doesn't really go into what that is, oh, whether he, well, it's sell them or whatever. You. But yeah. And I was like, bum, 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 you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he says, why don't you write a song about me? <laughs> they're all about you. Yeah. He's like, I they're think- all hate songs. They're like really angry. Aww. I didn't really really get asshole from him i just kind of got clueless you know not yeah. really in touch with what he she needs but i'm just know? gonna say her first album when it comes out is gonna be a lot like alanis morissette's jagged little pill uh-huh <laughs> i love that album you know neglect is a form of abuse <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the, her first single <laughs> uh, not, we're taking up for her dude yeah we're on her side uh, yeah we're writing her story <laughs> You're living in history. <laughs> she, she's a Patrick Wilson apologist. Dude, Got her. Wrap up, boys. <laughs> she needs to make a list of everything that needs to get done and then show him, hey, here's all the shit I have to do. Which one of these things are you helping me with? I'm sorry, which 10 of these things are you helping me with? And he's like, I'm helping you with the pay the bills because <laughs> he's a bad dude. He actually says that he later does on. Say that. Nope. Yeah, he's not a great dude. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, their life is going to be so much better in Insidious 2, Dark Mary Poppins. Right. (laughs) So, (laughs) it's the next morning, and Patrick Wilson goes up and checks on his son, Dalton, and he bends over, and we clearly see his mic cord from underneath his jacket. Yeah, that is like, you can see that. That's like in the middle of the frame. I bet they didn't see it on the day of for whatever reason, and during editing, James Wan or whatever was like, I know. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. I would be so mad at myself if I shot that. And I've done shit like that in shoots. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, I hope the client doesn't notice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I always do. I think that's why I notice shit like that. Mm -hmm. Because you're used to looking for it. Because I'm usually the one whose fault it is that that's in the shot. (laughs) Well, don't, you know, don't get discouraged. Make a tape. Yeah, make a tape. Yeah, see, it happens It's fine if the cord's there. Just ignore it. Yeah. Focus on... No, I don't like the direction this is going. Okay, so now Dalton isn't waking up and he's trying to wake Dalton up, but he's not. And then we immediately cut to there at the doctor and the doctor saying he's in a coma, but there's no brain trauma or it's not meningitis. It's not really a coma. We don't really know what it is. Right. But instead of like calling in a specialist or sending him somewhere or anything like that, we're not. 
No, he answers a page <laughs> and then leaves. And now we cut to three months later, and she's talking to a home nurse who's showing her how to insert a feeding tube. And this made me Through really his sad. Nose. Yeah, but this scene made me really sad. And I think Rose Byrne is is good in this movie. She is. I think she does a great job. Yeah, this, she has a kind of. She's got a really good upset look. So now she's trying to play piano again, and we can see a real difference that she's real tired and she's sad. And this is when she hears yes. noises on the baby monitor. Yeah, and Todd started to lose his shit. I hate this movie so much. Yeah. So the baby monitor has And that. I'm not saying that because it's a bad movie. Right. The I'm baby, saying that because it's terrifying. Which actually means it's a good movie because it was very effective I'll get you. into that in final thoughts, but yeah. yeah. Let me get back to the baby monitor. Uh-huh. Sorry, my dear. <laughs> this time I dated a girl monitor. with a baby monitor. <laughs> no, it's, uh, so it starts, like, it starts going up because, you know, it, like, makes the light bar goes up when it makes uh-huh. noise. Because you hear this, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hmm, that sounds weird. So her, like, she, like, gets her ear right up to the baby monitor. Well, she, like, really delays going to check on that baby. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's probably scary. Okay, no joke. That would be, I would go, but that would be very scary for yeah. me to do that. And mm-hmm. I, I do understand that that's probably going to be a natural instinct is to run and go check on the baby, but I would be terrified. It sounds to do like that. a man's voice. It starts yes. to get gradually louder. And yes. all of a sudden you hear this, let me in. And then yeah. like, she runs up. So she picks up the baby mm-hmm. uh, from the crib and sort of looks around the room holding the baby, right? Right. And then that's sort of just the end of the scene. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Patrick Wilson is getting home and right. she's putting her older kid Foster to bed. And I think this might be the last time we actually see Foster, but he's got. <laughs> you <laughs> he put him up for adoption. No, he goes to a foster family. <laughs> exactly. Ah, hence the name. And they shouldn't have named him that. Well, I mean, they named the other kid Coma. <laughs> and Neglecty. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Foster has gotten an award, but but he didn't tell her because they're real stressed. And you just can kind of see that it's starting to really wear on the family. Oh, yeah, Foster right, yeah. doesn't like. He's saying, I'm, I want to change rooms because I'm scared of Dalton. And I don't like when he walks around at night. That's dun, terrifying. Dun, dun. Oh, this man. is when you asked if we could watch something else. I hate this movie so much. Yeah. It scared the shit out of me. So now it's nighttime again. Yeah. And uh, Foster is going to bed. And we see Dalton um, from down the hall and in their eye line, their beds are in their eye line. So he's watching Foster. He's hearing the beep, beep of his heart monitor. Yeah, that's when I was like, it's like a vibrate function on that high rate. Yeah, can you turn that down? Like, it's really annoying. I would never be able to sleep in that house. So he sees Dalton and he's like, screw this, this is too scary. So he goes to close his door. And then we hear like a rustling behind the door and he runs back and gets into his bed. And then we hear mom and dad talking in bed in another room and they start to hear scratching or like Mikey's Foley work, you know, just in groups of threes. No, we hear knocks on the door. Patrick Wilson goes downstairs to find out, does not put pants on because he's a shorts man. Boxers. Right. Bo- oh, were they boxers? Yeah, they no. were boxers. He, he put the boxers and t-shirt on, but we hear we hear like straight up knocks on the door. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he goes like, to look at the door. Apparently they've said something about the door won't lock. I don't, I didn't catch that. Though. Yeah, the front door will not lock. So don't sleep in that house. No. What? That's something you can repair the day of. You just yeah. call a locksmith. Or go to Home Depot and buy a lock. and Call a locksmith. Or that. Sorry. Couldn't let it go by. I love Mennonites. Yay. All right. Great. He goes down and the outside light is off. So he gets a flashlight. No, it's not off. He turns on the light and immediately goes out. Yeah. Patrick Mm. Wilson's uh, crisis response is just turning lamps on throughout the house. Hey, would you rather him not turn any lights on? I'd rather him call the cops. Yeah. 911 and maybe the overhead lights, Jen. Yeah. They're a house. Yeah. It has overhead lights. Maybe they're fluorescence and they just give them a headache. Oh, Oh my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Um, So, so the baby is crying now, and she goes up to check on the baby, oh and there is a face standing right no, behind the crib. It's a guy, it's a guy yeah. standing by the crib, yeah. and she's like, ah! 
Yeah, holy shit. And this is shit. where I stood up and like cussed. This is, it was terrifying. But this was the first one. Yeah, and this I'm is not the first sure you one. were quite ready for it. Yeah, and when this happened, I was like, oh shit, it's this kind of movie. Fuck me, I'm screwed. Yeah. And this is like 18 minutes in. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh. And then the alarm goes off in the house. And he's like, mm-hmm. there's no one here, there's no one here. He checks the window. Then the alarm goes off. He goes downstairs. The door's open. Wide open. Mm-hmm. The door's wide open. Todd's like, is this a home invasion movie? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and we were telling. like, we're not going to tell you. <laughs> it's a sun invasion movie. It's so stupid. A they sun just invasion. Needed, no. They just needed the that. day man. Oh. So he's creepily going. He's got his fire poker and he's going to wander around. And then the alarm goes off again. And it drove yeah. me insane. The alarm went off again because it was like, hey, call the cops, dumbass. Exactly. So now we cut to him at school. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense to me. If your home was just broken into and there was someone in my daughter who's like five months old in her room on the second floor. I would immediately leave and never come back to that house. Right. You grab your family and you yeah. just run. Yeah. Yeah. You call out sick the next day at work mm-hmm. and you figure some shit out. So he's doing that. He's getting the fuck out of the house, but he's leaving the rest of his family there to yeah, deal with it by himself. Because he's a horrible person. Yeah. That and the front door me. was open. There could conceivably have been a person in the baby's room. Yeah. So the next thing we see is him at school in front of a blackboard. And on this blackboard, there are little Easter eggs. We see James Wan is written on the board, who is the director of this movie. Yeah. And there are a bunch of other names of people who worked on the movie. So what you're saying is we got to watch the credits twice during this movie? Now, which credits Except did this you time, prefer? They were interesting. Yeah. Were they? And we get to see the saw face, right? Jigsaw. Well. Jigsaw from the saw face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jigsaw from the saw face. Yeah. <laughs> so we see a flashback to his house and what we've seen before with the wood paneling. Yeah, where Mikey shames you for having wood paneling on your walls. Right, but he's blocked all that shame out. Right. He's sick of being bullied, Mikey. He is. <laughs> It's not his fault. So now he's staying at school really, really late. Yeah, he's like, you know what? Home sucks. I'm going to call my wife this and just is, tell her I'm not coming home for uh-huh. a while. This is where this movie collapses plot-wise. Because he's like, oh, honey. And he leaves a voicemail. Yeah. I've got to, like, stay late and... Um, grade tests Grade yeah. tests. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. You still grade tests at 11 o'clock at night, but you can do it at home. Yeah, yeah. You don't get so home you can help your family. No, what he's doing is he doesn't want to. He, mm, oh, yes. sorry. He's having an affair. Yeah. He's having an affair with avoidance because he doesn't want to deal with a stressful situation. So he's letting his wife handle it on his own. So now Dalton is still not waking up. There, she, uh, the mom is talking to another nurse. Um, he's not in a coma, but they don't know what to do. They don't want to call it. I think it may be the same nurse as the first. It one. might be, but I mean, yeah, yeah. she's only in two scenes. If it is yeah. her, yeah. But time has passed. It has. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so she's kind of checking on, and the nurse walks away, and she pulls the cover up and sees a blood what looks like blood it's actually not blood but it looks like it's a bright red handprint on the sheet right next to his foot yeah oh yeah Yeah. which and i don't know why you wouldn't immediately go ask the nurse what the fuck did you do to my child she just walked out of the room she's still there yeah how did this happen and it's like a long creepy hand yeah, it is. Yeah, it's longer than your average hand. Yeah, um, you know what they say about that, Jim? It's a double-hander. <laughs> a double-double-hander? Crab hands. He's got a real demon. So now he's still at work, and he's kind of nodding off at his desk. Yeah, he's, he's taking a nap at work before mm-hmm. he goes home because it's like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, not cool, man. He's the only one at the school. And maybe this is just because I watched faculty, but I wouldn't want to be at a school by myself alone either. Yeah. His boss is like, uh... Are you homeless? Because I yeah, need, you like can't live you here. Keep sleeping right. here until like midnight. He's coming home every night. He's coming home late every night. And all right, bullshit. Because he's trying to avoid helping his wife with anything. Yeah. First, they have a talk like, "Where are you? Like, where where do you go? Like, yeah. Yeah. you're a teacher. 
Yeah. Exactly. I know you can take those papers home and grade them on the couch and after like, you do the dishes. He's like, uh, not a good answer. And she's like, well, eat this and throws uh, a bloody sheet at him. Maybe yeah. you can deal with this. Yeah. And just like they didn't call the cops earlier when they should have, they didn't deal with this situation when they should have. No, like, but isn't he sleeping on the couch at this point? He yes. is. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the next thing we find out. So he's sleeping on the couch. And so we're in Dalton's rooms. And then we see crab leg handprints on the window. Oh, I hated this yeah, so like, much. Is that a tree? Mikey said it's a haunted tree, Todd. It wasn't a haunted tree, Mikey. I hate haunted trees. <laughs> it's a haunted Joe's Crab Shack. It was, yeah. <laughs> and so she wakes up from a dream or something, and she sees somebody pacing outside the window. Now, there are a couple other people in the house that it could be, and I think that's what she thinks at first. She's like, it really only could be Patrick. <laughs> yeah, there's Because it's one. tall. It's yeah. Not, yeah, it's an well, adult. She's the, like, Patrick Wilson? She calls her husband by the actor's first name. <laughs> <laughs> <He does, yeah. laughs> but uh, it's not Patrick, and he goes from being outside to being inside. Right in her face. Automagically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like all up in her grill. Yeah, he she dives across the bed, and she oh, dives off screaming. God. And we should say, it's not Patrick Wilson. It's no. a scary death dude that yeah. we've never seen before. Yeah, but at right. least he was there for. Yeah. Well, I mean, she didn't make him sleep on the couch. <laughs> He's just trying to support her. Yeah, Mikey. Uh, he just he doesn't speak alive anymore. Yeah. He doesn't speak alive anymore. Did he ghost her? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this so is when ghosting goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, that's when you show up at the ER and she's your nurse. Uh, yeah. um, oh. So anyway, so Patrick hears the screaming and he runs upstairs, mm-hmm. and the ghost guy is gone. Right. And so they're talking. She says she wants to leave, and she doesn't want because. Of course, she's seen a bunch of ghosts in this house. Yeah. So the very next thing that happens is that we see a moving van and they've moved. Yeah. This is something that subverts a lot of horror tropes because normally it's the house that's haunted and Todd's always yelling for the whole movie that they should move and burn their house down and they never do. And so now 45 minutes into the movie, they've already moved. Yeah. And I had been yelling for like 10 minutes. They should move. Yeah. And And then they do. Hooray. And this house is an upgrade. 10 times less creepy. Oh my gosh. A lot less gray. And it's a ranch style. Yeah. But Todd says, it's going to follow him though because we know that it doesn't the movie still has like what 45 minutes because I've seen Sinister Oh, that's right. So now we see right. Barbara Hershey. Hooray, I love her. Who's that? Um, She's the mom. Oh, she's like a famous actress? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the first thing I've seen her in. Have you seen Black Swan? I don't think so. Oh. Um, so, and she's being really nice. She's like, nobody thinks you're crazy. You mean very supportive and nice to the wife. Exactly. Exactly, yes. yeah. Yes, being very helpful. The kind of mother-in-law you would like to be helping you out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But also the kind of mother-in-law who may have been through something very similar to this yeah. when she was about your age. And hasn't really told you. And so maybe that's why she's being really supportive. I am 100% sure that's what happened. I mean, I knew that Patrick had been possessed or whatever Uh when he was a kid immediately when she showed up and started being supportive because the flashback scene and all that Mm -hmm. stuff, it just sets it up. Well, and she's holding a picture at this point. It's the picture that we saw of the the family. And she said, oh, you actually got him to stay still long enough to take a picture. Yeah. So we know something's up with that. And she's already said, well, we don't have any pictures of him as a kid. So now Rose is putting the records on in her new house. She's wandering around. Around and she wanders through the kitchen and we see a boy standing facing the wall. And if you're not looking for this, you might miss him. I miss this like it. furniture. Because I heard yeah. you say to Mikey, did you see the boy? Yeah. And that scared the shit out of me just you whispering that. <laughs> but I, I didn't see him. What, what makes this scene really creepy is that this is broad daylight. This yep. new house has a lot of natural light. It's very mm-hmm. bright and nice and decorated and, and it doesn't look creepy like a normal haunted house. Right. right. So what happens is she goes outside to take the trash out and we see her walking by the windows and and as she's outside, the, we hear a record scratch and tiptoe through the tulips starts playing. Man, that song is always creepy, man. Yeah. She hears
hears this and she looks in and she sees that boy standing by the record player just kind of dancing a little jig right in front yeah, of Yeah, he it looks like he's dance. from Newsies. He's got a 1920s outfit on. <laughs> yeah. Get your pipes here. Like, that's yeah. how do you like Newsies. See, it's not scary. Let's start a union. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys have seen Newsies, that's hilarious. I haven't seen Newsies, actually. What? I know. Really? Oh, my. Jim. It's my favorite Batman film. Is it? <laughs> Is the pre-pre-prequel? <laughs> <laughs> and then so she looks in the kids dancing she like yeah. walks to the other to the other through the other window and he disappears uh-huh so she runs into the house yes. yeah and so the and so then we see her in there and the door starts kind of closing and then he's running behind her and she can't quite see him and then she sees him at the very end of the hall and he's standing right in front of the grandfather clock and then he dashes into Dalton's room I was trying to record Todd being terrified so I didn't I missed a lot of the nuts and bolts of what was happening but that's okay but what's basically happening is it's a really ghost scary. kid is running through a fucking it's house creepy hide and seek is mm-hmm. all it is it's terrifying and so she goes into dalton's room and the the room's been torn apart and she sees little uh, feet peeking out under the covers. so she thinks that's where this ghost boy is not covers it's like a sh- it's like a, a curtain yeah, it's yeah like a yeah. curtain mm-hmm. uh, right above like an arm like what is that an like armoire, an armoire, armoire yeah. yeah it's a wardrobe a wardrobe is probably yeah. a better description of it yeah. right similar to the wardrobe in the conjuring that the terrifying oh, witch was on top clap, clap. of all right and so mm. then she's looking and it's not actually feet it's just shoes but then oh my god the ghost boy jumps out that he's like scared the yeah. shit out of me it did he doesn't yeah. do anything serious. he's like ah, right. he, he like laughs and runs away yeah and yeah. then she just like starts sobbing and she's like, I hate my life. Right. Yeah, as you would. And so yeah. then it cuts to Patrick Wilson getting home and she's talking to the priest that she brought over to have an affair with because she knows her husband's having an affair at school. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but so anyway, so she's talking to a friend and she's saying, I think that the ghost followed us to this house. It clearly did. Right. And so the mom, this is when they all sit down together and the mom is saying, no, what's happening is real. And she's telling him about the dream that she had. And she said she knew that she was asleep, but someone was awake, which I think is kind of a nod to the astral projection thing. So she went into Dalton's room and she knew that there was somebody else in there. And then she opens the door all the way. And there's this terrifying dark shaped stick man with really long claw and fingers. Hooves. It scared the shit out of me. It's yeah. a creepy looking thing. Yeah, he's just standing there behind uh, in the corner of this room. And we keep cutting back and forth to them sitting around the table having this conversation. Yeah. And so then she says, and I asked this guy what he wanted. And he had this like... He, pointed his claw finger at Dalton and then it cuts back to Barbara Hershey and she's looking at Josh, Patrick Wilson and holy shit, Darth Maul is right behind him and it scared the shit yeah. out of everybody. <laughs> the, the Nightman, I think is yeah. what you're saying. That's yeah. the scariest part of the whole movie. I it is. That, I think so too. That and the guy behind the sheet or behind the like curtain in the, 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 the baby's, baby's room. Oh. Both of those moments were like Heart jumps, skipping a beat, like scared the shit out of me moments. Yeah. And it's like you were saying, it's because you expect the scare to be in the dark room. You don't expect yeah. it to be in the daylight yeah. at the kitchen table where you think you're safe because they're talking rationally right. about it. Yeah. yeah. I felt really dumb because I've seen that on like Twitter as a gif. So like yeah. I've seen that before. Right. I didn't know it was from this movie. It scared the shit out of me, mm-hmm. man. And so that's what I consider like an effective jump scare, you know, rather than a cheap jump scare where it was like a cat jumped out from behind him. She screams back to Wilson. He's like, what? Ah, he gets up and screams. There is a spider on him. And so they go into Dalton's room and the room is trashed and Dalton's laying on the floor and yeah. there's a bloody hand. It's actually not blood, but it looks like a bloody handprint right next to him on the sheet again. Are you going to tell us what it is? Yeah, it's lipstick. Is it supposed to be Oh blood? my God, Dalton's no. having the affair? Ah. <sighs> 
Maybe it's signaling to the mom. That <laughs> That's what the old ghost lady is trying to tell her. Maybe. So now the mom says, okay, I know somebody that can help, but you have to be willing to ask. And so then we cut to Specs and Tucker. And I'm so excited because I love them. So Specs is Lee Wanell. Did you guys recognize him? No. He was the guy in Saul, the guy who wasn't Carrie Elway's. Oh, the yeah. Other guy. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And he's Lee Wanell, and he wrote Insidious and Saw. Wow, so, really? Mm-hmm. He wrote Insidious? He did, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he and James Wanell do a lot you of work together. You would think the ending would have been much better. The ending of Saw blew my mind. The yeah. ending of this was real bad. I mean, it's hard to compete with the ending of Saw, because that's just such True. an amazing ending. That broke my mind. Mikey, you were there, right? <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's the twist ending of this podcast. <laughs> so now Specs and Tucker are there, and Tuck- you mean Geek Squad? Geeks, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're like Ghost Geeks. Have you heard the good yeah. word? Oh my God! <laughs> they're, well, they're the Mormon missionaries. <laughs> so Tucker's eating a hot pocket, and we had a big debate about where he. Yeah. So do you warm up a hot pocket and take it to a house, or do you take a cold hot pocket into a house and warm it up on their microwave? This is this is what happened. It was still in the sleeve. You put it in to uh-huh. heat it up, right? Yeah. The thing that turns portions of the inside into lava and leaves other portions of it <laughs> ice cold. Exactly. And so he walked in with a hot pocket and said, hey, before we get started, can I use your microwave? Mm-hmm. And then immediately, <laughs> ding, grabs it, walks over. What are we talking about? And starts eating it. And then yeah. the scene picks up. Yeah. Flav- favorite flavor of hot pocket, go. Chicken Parmesan. There isn't a good one. Meatball. That doesn't surprise me, but I've seen what your body does <laughs> after things that are meatballs are consumed by you. Uh. All right, so now um, Tucker is playing with this viewfinder thing where each view is a different color, and so you Mm. get to see what ghosts live in the colors. Well, you saw this thing, and he was describing it, and Todd was like, oh, shit, that's going to come back and scare me. And it did almost immediately. Yeah. Because he's walking down the hall, and he's and it's reminded me of the thing in Saw where they're taking the picture, and with the flash, you see different things. Because he's looking at the viewfinder, and then it goes to, like, blue. Blue, And then we see the grown-up twins from The Shining just standing in the hall staring at him. They got creepy creepy smile. It was yeah. very, very scary. It was very scary. And these two guys were trying to rule out like bad wiring and shit for right. the uh, ghosts. They're like yeah. the reconnaissance. They go in to see yeah. if these people are just they're, having... They're yeah. literally ghost geek squad. That's yeah. what they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he sees the blue women and yeah. he comes out and he's like, call what's her face yeah. immediately. This ain't good. Yeah. Right, Alicia exactly. or whatever? Elise. Elise. <laughs> Felicia. Sorry. Yeah. No, Alicia, but it's Elise. <laughs> they call Felicia. Um, <laughs> and then we see Lynn Shay, and Elise is played by Lynn Shay, and she's amazing, and I love her in this franchise. What else has she been in? She was a teacher <laughs> in Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that it? What? I don't know. She's been she's in a in. lot of these movies. She has. She's been in all of these movies. Wait, what? She comes back as a ghost, Todd. Mm-hmm. And then no. some of them are prequels. Spoiler alert, guys. Oh, sorry. So Elise goes into Dalton's room, and so the plan, the way that works is she goes in and she tells uh, Specs what she sees and he draws it in his sketchbook. Right. And so she goes in and she's standing over Dalton's bed and she starts to look up really slowly. And this scene, I really loved how they did it. She said, get over here. And she starts whispering to Specs and she's describing yeah, she's this monster. Looking and up it, in the corner of the yeah. corner of the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's saying he's got a blood red face and he has hoofs for feet. And You kind of can't understand everything she's saying. You mm-hmm. do hear some of those things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But some of it's very like mumbled and he's scribbling. Like he's Specs like, what? Yeah. He's, huh? he's going after it. What? But if that was my job was to draw what she's saying I'd be like can you enunciate better like I'm having a lot of trouble understanding what you're saying yeah I love how they did this too because it's one of those things where what you imagine is scarier than what you would actually see and so she's describing this thing and we never actually see the monster at this point we're gonna see him a little later but we don't see him so finally Rose Byrne runs over 
and looks at the picture and that's what we see and it's just this terrifying picture of a dark shadowy guy with a bright red face at like the top of this room and we look up and we can't see him it's very so she runs and turns the lights on she does yeah but we still can't see him like right. we never see him in the corner of this but we know what he looks like so then, so then she, right. she sits him down later and she's like look I gotta tell you some stuff you moved houses and it's because your house wasn't haunted your son is haunted right yeah. I don't really think he's haunted he's possessed well okay. I don't really think he's possessed I think that he he is stuck in the further, yeah. right? Uh-huh. But he's not necessarily being haunted. Like, there aren't ghosts haunting him. Yeah. There, there are things in the further that are trying to use his body as a vessel while his spirit's out of his body. Right. Yeah, that sounds kind of like being haunted, but whatever. Well, That's no, tomato, tomato. I no, no, no. We'll- it's very much like the nightman trying to get oh. in the boy's soul, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the day man um, oh. who is nowhere to be found to protect him. It's because he's a champion of karate and friendship for everyone. everyone. He's busy. And he's busy. He's got a exactly. lot of people to, to manage, right. man. It's hard. <laughs> this is Elise explains it all in her exposition dump. Yes. And yeah. she's saying your son isn't in a coma. And your house isn't the one that's haunted. And I don't think it's necessarily that the sun is haunted if you like at it, if you look at it and actually what it means to be haunted. I think what she's saying is these ghosts are attached to your son. They're not, it's not the house. It's yeah, they're son. trying to use him as a vessel exactly. because he is currently open for business. Right. So no matter where you go, I, I, I regret the way that sounded. <laughs> Phrasing. I meant holistically open. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, no. That sounded bad too. No. I they're just trying to get I into apologize. this boy's soul. Yeah. Just trying to get into this boy's hole. You're going to need Chris Hansen. <laughs> this house is clear. Uh, Nightman, let's have a seat. <laughs> Do you remember saying, oh. let me in really loudly into a baby monitor? Yeah. We ca- Daddy we, needs to get his rocks off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So. Uh, oh, yeah. So she explains that your son can astral project. Yeah. She starts talking about astral projection and she calls it travelers. And she's talking about what astral projection is, is the ability to leave your physical body and travel with your spiritual body to different places. She says, Dalton. Oh, yeah, I can do that. I don't want to hear about what you're astral projecting. <laughs> That's two S's. <laughs> this firehouse sub night. Yeah. So when we get an astral projection. So we're saying, uh, she's saying Dalton is a very accomplished astral projector. He's been doing it in his sleep and he's not afraid so he, because he thinks he's in a dream. So he's right. wandering around, but now he's lost and he's in a place called the further. And I kind of understand the further as being like purgatory. Oh. And so that's where the dead wander around, but they're not all dead. Some of them are like demons or malevolent spirits. But so because Dalton is just laying around and his body is empty, um, these dead people could try to get into his body. Right. In a non-sexual way. Into the boy's soul. Yeah. <laughs> they could try to possess his body right. because he has vacated it. He's not there with it. Right. But that Darth Maul wants to get in there too because he wants to cause pain for everyone. And that the longer Dalton stays away, the weaker the link between his body and his spiritual being gets. So this is when Josh isn't having it. And he thinks he's being the voice of reason. He says he thinks she's a scam artist. Right. Yeah. She says, get out. I sort of get that. But if you had seen the shit that had gone down in your house, I think I would be a little more inclined to believe it. What I think is that he's just afraid. I think this is kind of ringing some mental bells for him that he hasn't quite um, connected with right. yet, and he doesn't want to admit that this thing might be He's happening. He's terrible. He I is mean, the worst. Yeah. I mean, so she came, and Lynn Shay's like, okay, I wish you the best of luck, and gets out because I think she kind of knows what's going on too. And I bet as someone who does, who has her line of work, whether you believe that that line of work is real or not. 
that's something that they deal with. Exactly. Because in reality, that shit's completely made up and it's just scamming, you know, feeble minded people. How much do you think she charges? I don't think she charges anything. Well, she was, but at the very end, when she's about to hand Patrick the bill, he strangles her to death. <laughs> so we never get to that point, I don't point, think Jen. they ever signed the check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just didn't want to pay. Yeah, that's what it was. It was too yeah. much. He was like, well, I only make a teacher's salary, so yeah. you have to die. <laughs> so now we see Patrick Wilson, and he's talking to Dalton. Dalton's still asleep, of course. And then a picture falls down on the board. And so we turn over, and we see that somebody has drawn pictures of this creepy red-faced dude. It's his son. It's his son. So okay. here's the deal. Yeah. Yeah. They moved and took down these pictures of the other house and put them back up and they didn't notice any of this? That some of them were creepy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I say we see those creepy pictures and we see a picture of a red door and we see a picture of a horse, which is going to come back. Right. And then we see a picture of Dalton wearing his Superman costume. And he says, he narrates his picture. By he does. Way. He yeah. says, I watched myself sleep and then I flew away. Right. Here's the kicker. No one flies for the whole film. Nope. That doesn't ruin the movie for me. But so then he starts crying and says, okay, you can call the psychic back. Because now he's starting to want to admit that things are terrible and dealing with the hard behavior instead of avoiding it again. Right. Yeah. So Elise is back and they're setting up for something that's going to be really crazy. Um, and she's saying, you're going to see a lot of confusing things, but don't ask questions. Don't ask me about it at all. Don't challenge they're me. They're having a seance. They're, it's basically. kind of a seance. It's yeah. seance adjacent at least. I mean, yeah. it's close it to one. Yeah. It's a gas mask seance. So he's not haunted. It's just ghosts are trying to get his body and then are around the house. And then it's not a seance. They're just talking to dead People. It's a gaslighting seance. You guys are killing me. Yeah. yeah. But she puts on her gas mask, and that's something I haven't seen in any other kind of seances. And I think that's what makes the seance adjacent. Can I just say this? It's not necessarily a gas mask. No, it has a hose that connects to the headphones that Spectacles wear. is wearing. Specs mm -hmm. is wearing. So it's it it's short looks, for spectacles. It looks like a gas mask. It's a little yeah. showy. Couldn't you just wire it over the mic and turn it up on his headset? Listen, Dude. when you're charging the kind of prices she does, <laughs> uh -huh. you got to step up that production we gotta value. you got to put on a show. Exactly. The more I look like an elephant, the more effective this is going to be. I mean, that's sound <laughs> reasoning. So, um, and they've got this special camera that's going to go off when there's a temperature change in the room. An electrical field change as well. Yeah. So she starts talking and we can't hear her, but we can hear Specs kind of writing down and narrating And then what he's she's also saying. asking questions to right. Dalton. So I got the impression that Specs was talking to Dalton on the other side, but we can't hear Dalton. So she was talking... As Dalton. Yeah, that's Dalton, a, Dalton was like talking to she's her. She's channeling Dalton. Yes. And then he's talking to Dalton. And then later on, when it gets more escalated and more escalated, someone else takes over her. Yes. But that's just my impression of it. I don't really know. Yeah, because we can't hear what she's saying, which yeah. I think is kind of, it's another one of those effective ways of kind of making you imagine things. So, and the camera starts to go off. Every once in a while, there's a camera flash. So we know there's some shit happening around us that we can't see. And she's saying to follow his voice. And she's talking to Dalton. And then Dalton stops talking for a minute. And he says, if they hear me, they'll hurt me. And she's asking, who's going to hurt you? And he says, it's the man with the fire face. There's no way out. And I think he's, we're not hearing this anymore. He's writing it. Yeah. And then it gets really quiet. And she starts writing, or he starts writing with longer letters this time. And yes, that's when like, you can tell that something else is taken over. No, no, he says, over. help me, help me, help me. He's like, right. well, your mom and dad wants to come. And he's like, help me, help me, help me. I can't, I can't get out. 
Right. right. Yeah. And so then he gets quiet and she starts to write with the longer letters and starts to like calls her a filthy bitch and says, I know who you are and I know what you're doing. I'm and I'll rip out your throat or yeah, something like, like that. Inner, your innards. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, um, and so then it gets really, really loud and they take the headphones off because it's like overpowering them. And then we hear we've been hearing the heart monitor beep and then we hear a flat line. And then holy shit, Dalton's standing right next yeah. to them with his yeah. eyes closed the whole time. And it's really creepy. But this now he's an X-Man. He is. Yeah. And he X-Mans them all away from the table just by putting his hand on it because he's awesome. He always wanted to be a superhero. Yeah, man. Oh. He's awesome. So he smashes them all to the floor and then he flips the table and he's asleep the whole time. And and he opens the door and there's some creepy woman and a kid in the closet. And then that guy that came and tried to get Roseburn earlier comes and grabs her and tries to lick her. And it's really gross. Oh, and everybody's screaming and there's like licked. chaos. Yeah, she got ghost licked. It's worse. It's worse than being ghosted, being ghost licked. And so now Elise is <laughs> <laughs> so now Elise is screaming at Dalton to leave his body. And then she turns the lights on and it's all over. So they should just turn the lights on is what I'm seeing. Yeah. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be creepier. So <laughs> oh, I think God. they didn't. And so now, like what you were saying, they're looking at the recorder and they got nothing on all three of the cameras that were in the house. But when they're slowing down frame by frame from the camera that I think Tucker had in his hand. It is. Yeah. You can see the nightman right behind him holding his hands and like moving him like a puppet. Right. Yeah. And it's really scary. And I was thinking, well, hey, you've got proof of the afterlife right there. No, you Go don't. You have, You're rich. Yeah. You proof of the, the further or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean something though. Yeah, but that's yeah. that is the afterlife because they're dead people. So Elise has now called his mom. Yes, and she said, "Okay, now we got to talk about some shit." So come sit down. And she said, "The reason that your mom, Barbara Hershey, knew to call me is because when you were little, you did the same thing." And she called me to help then when you were a kid. And that's how I know you. And we've been friends sort of since then. Right. And that when he was eight, he was having these really bad night terrors and that he was terrified of this old woman. Oh my God. The old woman that we see from the yeah. beginning with like the Mrs. Havisham black wedding dress. So she hands him this old timey box of creepy pictures and we're looking at pictures. And she said. I started to notice an old woman and you would tell me about this old Mrs. Havisham creepy woman who made you afraid of commitment for the rest of your life. And in a picture, every time she would get a little bit closer and we see a series of pictures. Yeah, those pictures were creepy. Dude, man. they really yeah. were. And she does get closer and closer until the last one we see her hand is about to touch him. And she starts to look more and more like solid also. Then she called Elise and she said Elise dealt with it by suppressing his memory because as he would astral project, this old creepy creepy Mrs. Havisham lady would make friends with him and try to drag him into the further so that she could take over his body. Yeah. Right. And then, so she's like, I suppress his ability to project. And his memory. And his so memory that he about just it. forget. But yeah. he still remembers he hates photographs. Exactly. Have you ever noticed? Look at this photograph. Oh my God. <laughs> There's an old lady there. I don't know the rest of the song. I don't either. Why you try to pretend like he doesn't have Nickelback playing in his car right now. <laughs> right. Um, and so, but that's why he doesn't like to take pictures because we're afraid that she'll be right behind him. And I would love to look at the picture again and see if maybe there's a little bit of a face in that picture, you know? You mean from the very beginning? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyways. So she's saying Patrick Wilson is the only one that can get your son back and we don't have much time because this demon wants to 
uh, possess your son's body. But he was at school grading papers, so. Oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. He's the worst. <laughs> well, and so um, he sits down in this chair, and he's about to astral project to try to go into the further and try to get Dalton back. She does give him, like, a five-minute pep talk. She also says, don't let them know that you're alive, because if they know you're alive, they'll try to get you. How do you let not let something know you're alive? You walk like this. Oh. You, you get all, definitely you get all Shaun of the Dead up, <laughs> and then you, you start walking around for sure. If you talk to a ghost, don't be like, hey, have you seen my son? Be like, have you seen my dead son, Winky Blinky? <laughs> yeah, I'm totally dead, His name's guys. Dawson. We're totally dead, guys. Yeah, no. He and I, dead. <laughs> dead as doornails. We're super dead. Yeah. Like, super dead. Like, ooh, ghost. Speaking Absolutely. of, so um, she puts on a metronome, and she starts to hypnotize him, and she says the universe is deathless, and I just thought that was interesting. So then he gets up out of the chair, and he's like, this is crazy. I'm not happy. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I'm still in the chair. So he's seeing himself in the chair, and then she says, follow my voice. I'll guide you through this. So he takes the lantern that Dalton would walk through. And so he's walking out the door. Okay. So now he goes into, I think it's their first house from the beginning. Oh, that's right. Because they go up into the attic. It is. It is the first house. Yeah. And that's where he got lost in the further. So yeah. that would make sense. Yeah. That's where he started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a long so walk. So he goes into that house and then he sees some woman with like a white dress and a white veil walk up the stairs, scared the fuck out of time. He's like, Matt, miss, mm -hmm. miss, definitely dead. Yeah. yeah. I just want you to know that I'm dead. Right. right. But if so, you've seen a little boy. Yes. Hello, fellow dead person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not suspicious at all. I'm a normal dead person just like you. I'm just like you. This is yeah. like Beetlejuice. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> Don't say it again. <laughs> <laughs> so now we see um, a whistling family. Yes. And it, everybody's just like pausing. It's like this happy Norman Rockwell kind of pose. They're dressed 1950s style. Norman Rockwell. Okay. You got yeah. It. So they're in this like Norman Rockwell 1950s style kind of pose. I feel like this was the genesis of the woman in the black dress. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Because it is about uh, one girl killing her family. It, yes. But it doesn't tie those no, two dr directly the, together. The black but, dress is more like an 1800s black dress because she holds know, candles. Man. It instead may of have been. But we find out the origin of the lady in the black dress in the sequel. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, my bad, yeah. my bad. But I mean, but I don't think they had that figured out when they wrote this movie. So it could be. Fair enough. Because I mean, that is like a little vignette story and we don't see many more of those. No, so, it's really the only one we see in this movie, at least. Right. And I can't remember exactly what the origin of the lady in the black dress is. So it could be. It's just Patrick in a dress. So we see, the, we hear the whistling and everybody's just frozen on the couch in this really big, creepy, smiley face fake way and there's like all the smoky darkness around and it's really unsettling and everybody's got like too bright lipstick or something. Yeah, you know? it's very unsettling. Yeah, Patrick mm -hmm. was like, hello fellow dead people. Right. <laughs> I am a normal family dead person too. <laughs> it's great dead weather we're having. Yeah. Oh my God. And so he goes up and he looks right next to her and this part freaked me out because she's just paused and then she blinks and there's like a big musical cue. A musical cue of some sort. And yeah. I hate that shit. Yeah, it's that really is effective. cheap jump scare for me. I agree. Well, I don't know. I think I like how simple it is that it is that effective. Okay. And so then he goes upstairs and we hear a shotgun click um, and we see a woman with a shotgun and then he's walking back downstairs and we see her standing in front of the three people who were standing in their normal Rockwell pose before implying that she shot all of them. Yes. And so then he walks away and holy shit, they're right behind him smiling and blinking at him there. And it's um, very unsettling. I hated it very much. He's very like, have really a good is. day, dead people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's cool. And it kind of reminded me of 13 ghosts where like I want a backstory for all of these people that are in this further area and I mean it's 
James Wan, and they've made a billion different Conjuring Universe movies, so maybe we could get one. That okay. So he goes to the door, and he it's sees, not the red door yet. Yes. Because, because that's the door to the upstairs or the attic. Is. So he goes right. up to the attic. Well, I think this guy is standing right in front of the red door. And so yes. before he opens up the red door and goes in and paints it black, the guy who licked Rose Byrne is there, and they get in a big fight. Yeah, he goes, you lick my wife, and I'm going to lick you. Right. Theoretically. Right. Not like with my tongue. Right. Yeah, but liquor is like fighting him. Yeah, yeah. uh, I just met him. Yeah, but liquor is fighting him, and Patrick is getting his ass kicked. Yeah, and then um, Elise, Elise, yeah, Elise is like, "You're stronger than they are." And then Patrick's like, "Don't be such a bitch. You're alive. Yeah, Yeah. you is smart. You is alive. You is fighter." (laughs) And then uh, he is a pusher and just pushes him really far. He is like, "Ow!" Yeah. So he pushes the liquor, and then he sees the red door, and he goes through it. And this Mm -hmm. is that red hallway from the very beginning we saw with the yes. candles and stuff mm-hmm. and this is where we enter the sex dungeon well it's <laughs> a sex addict well, excuse, sorry yeah. sorry 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 he's like i'm definitely dead and you're definitely dead sex addict i'm yeah. not into your sex dead thing but i am dead he just walks in talking about how much he loves the grateful dead <laughs> they were actually like <laughs> yeah you have to bring a girl into this <laughs> yeah there, there's like a bouncer the liquor <laughs> guy's just the bouncer for the yeah. red room of snm page <laughs> yeah oh my god he's like uh where's your wife you got to bring at least I don't need my wife pushes him out of the way and then goes in the red room. All right. Yeah. I get it. Jen's on board for this joke, by the way. Mm. <laughs> so Patrick goes to this red room of pain, but there is no S&M club going on. No, nope, just a child chained to a mattress. Right. Yeah. <laughs> chained mm. to a, a staircase, he's, it he's seems. He's chained to like a, a uh, wine rack or something. So, something. Something. Either way, I, you've, got, ugh, this, it's, you've it's, got this little boy chained to something, and then you've got Mr. Crochet Nightman, who's like in his room crocheting well, or sewing. Just feverishly up sewing to tiptoe through the I think he's actually sharpening his fingers. I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Because I do think he's very multitasking. Yeah. Yeah. I've always wondered where a demon lives. And this kind of. They live in a red room of sewing machines. Yeah. And then, like, Dylan's like, shh, he's up there. And he starts playing a creepy record again. Yeah, he says, to the tulips. I do. me. (laughs) And he's got, like, creepy Jack in the Box stuff up there. Mm -hmm. He's sharpening his nails and sewing. It is very bizarre. It's horrible. Yeah. It's not super scary, but it's it's very unsettling. unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminds me of like a James Wan Conjuring Universe version of Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs little sewing machine. I can see that, yeah. All right. So now Lipstick Face is fighting Josh. Lipstick Face. Oh, you mean Nightman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh Darth Maul. Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, he is so Josh or Patrick has talked to his son mm-hmm. uh, and unchained him yeah. through the power of just pulling on the chains. That's I how they work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they start to leave, and then Nightman attacks them uh-huh. because the kids like, "Hey, look, the Nightman's up there," mm-hmm. and he uh, looks up there. Patrick does, and then he looks down and he's now in front of them. And he's them. right there in front of him in and his face. And he looks a lot more like a demon. He's got hooves, he's got a tail. Yep. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so Patrick so. as the day man pushes the night man down and they start to run away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they push back and forth for some reason. That is true. Yeah. It's really kind of a shitty fight. Well, because... <laughs> the, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it is. 
and I think there's a reason for that because the nightman I think kind of lets him go because Ooh. I think it was a trap the whole time. Ooh, hot take. So now they're trying huh. to find their way back because they've escaped from the nightman. Right. They keep walking past all the dead people and they're just standing and they've got their lantern and it's pitch black around them. And all you see is like hands reaching mm-hmm. out to them, reaching out to them. And then they just walk through them like they're not shit. Yeah, but it's very creepy. It, it is, is creepy, creepy yeah. but it's also like. Oh, this mm-hmm. is creepy. This is creepy. This is creepy. Oh, but it really meant nothing. Okay, right. cool. And, and they it, start to hear Elise's voice, so they're following that. Yeah, at this yeah. point, it cuts back to the house where, like, mm-hmm. now the house is getting ghosted. Right. And we see the house, the ghosts hear Elise's voice, too. Yeah. So yeah, they're and they starting start going to towards it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then everything is quiet. And this part freaks well, me out. The power goes out. The power goes out. Yes. And we hear a little bit of, like, kind of a rumbling, menacing sounds. And so then Tucker goes to look with a flashlight. Oh, shit. And he's walking up and there's one drawer that's open all the way in the kitchen. And he goes really, and this part is really scary and really effective. Wouldn't you have slammed this door shut, this, this drawer shut? Yeah, I would right? have kicked it close. I would have cl- kicked yeah. it close. I would have gotten the fuck out of that house right then. Oh, yeah. But so anyways, we see a hand coming up out of the drawer trying to grab him. And then he screams and starts running away. And then Spex is, oh no, Spex is the one who sees the drawer. Sorry. Tucker and Barbara Hershey go to check on Dalton. And so they are in his room mm-hmm. and they're screaming and they hear a noise and there's a noise on the baby monitor and Elise says they're starting to cross over into our world. So all the dead people that heard her voice too are trying to get in that way. And I guess they just now magically don't need a vessel. Actually, I guess they have been coming into the real world for short bursts throughout mm-hmm. the movie. So I guess that sort of does check out. Yeah, I th- They take exit Dalton. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. On the off ramp. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and I think they kind of just were wandering in and out and now they sure. know, hey, we can try to get in this way. The door. <laughs> that poor kid. He's got more people in him than uh Oh geez, don't say it. Nope. I don't know what you're gonna finish that sentence with, but I am not Mammoth Cave. Oh, I like Mammoth Cave. <laughs> That'll work. Yeah, that's fun. So the, we see a closet door open and there are just all kinds of ghosts behind them. And so they're saying, you have to shine a light on Josh. And so Rose Byrne goes up and starts yelling at Josh to come back. Um, and Dalton runs off to try to find his body to get back in. And Josh- Patrick st- stays behind and says... Go ahead, I'm right behind you. Yeah, and then he says, you? But we don't see who he's looking for. So now Dalton is trying to find his way back, and he sees that red-faced guy again. Which is another shitty thing that Patrick Wilson has done to his kid, which was like, leave him abandoned in Ghost World. Well, and it is not smart. It doesn't work out for Josh either, or for Patrick Wilson either. Ugh. But so the red-faced lipstick guy is trying to grab Dalton, and he tries to grab him from under the bed, and then tries to pull him. Um, under the bed and then we see him like walking or crawling like a crab leg demon down the side of the wall and it's super creepy and then we see Josh Patrick Wilson talking to Mrs. Havisham ghost lady through like a bathroom mirror and he's saying I'm not afraid of you anymore and to get away from him so he says leave me alone and we see somebody go into Josh's body but we don't see who it is and so I think he's not saying leave me alone as in I'm standing looking at you I want you to leave me alone right now he's saying leave my body alone because she's about to get into his body Yes, she is. Well, and so this is why I I think the night man let him go, because I think the whole thing, it was a trap to try to get Patrick Wilson into the The night man wasn't working for the old lady. Well, I mean, I don't know if they were working for or anything. He wanted to finish the boy. He wanted to finish his dress first, though. I don't think he was quite ready. The demon wanted the boy. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, They are. (laughs) They turn the lights on. The lights come back on and the ghosts disappear. 
Right. And everything's happy again. And, and Patrick wakes up. Patrick wakes up and Dalton yeah, wakes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, they both do. Yeah. And yeah. So he's now like, ah, feed it too. <sighs> yeah. I'm and glad then he's I like, spaghetti that. me, mom. Well, but then we see a really nice reuniting of the family. Yes. Scene. Yeah. And you were saying this is like boy poltergeist. And you're right. Well, I was saying that while Patrick was running through the f- the further. But there are a lot of connections between this and poltergeist. Yeah, and I, I think it was this. intentional. Yeah. All right. So now Tucker and Specs are talking in the van about the book they're going to write one day. Right. You about know, who's more valuable to the book. Yeah. Yeah. Because and it's they're sweet. children. I, I really like them, though. I think they're funny. So now Josh is talking to Elise and she looks at him and she sees something weird that we don't see yet. And so she's being a little sneaky and she creeps down and then she surprised takes a picture of him. And then she gets really scared and he strangles her. Well, yeah. He's like, why did you do that? You know, I hate that. Right. Why, I, you why would you why, do yeah, that? Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. I'm now going to choke you to death. Yeah. And he does. He yeah. does. He chokes her to death in like a recliner. Yeah. And so it's more like a, a wingback chair, I think. Okay. Yeah, you're right. And so. And that's real important, Mikey. <laughs> it, it is. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So now Rose Byrne hears this and she goes in and Josh is gone. But Elise is there laying in this wingback chair just dead. dead. Yeah. yeah. And so. the, her death, like, look up, like, surprise is mm-hmm. very eerie. It is. Yeah. yeah. I would suspect that any dead person in a chair is going to look kind of creepy. I don't know. Maybe if it's a rocking chair, I think it'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and so she's looking around trying to figure out what happens. She sees the camera on the floor. So she picks oh, it up yeah. and she sees something that horrifies her. But we don't see it quite yet. We see a flashback of Elise just from just a moment ago when she hands something to Josh and she takes it and he's got old lady hands that may yes. or may not belong to Mrs. Havisham wearing a black wedding dress. And then we see the picture and it's not Josh in the picture with the old lady Havisham behind her. It's actually the old lady in the wedding dress where Josh should be in the picture. So now we know that she got into his body and he is still in the further. And she says, <gasps> And is horrified, and then we see him put his hand on her shoulder, and she turns around, and that's the movie. Yeah, and that's how it ends. I, yeah. Okay. I hated it. The the mo- end of the movie. I hated the whole thing, but I mean, honestly, I understand why people like this movie. Mm-hmm. It is a good horror movie, but it is so scary. Yeah, it is I was, really scary. I just, and I just don't handle it well, which it's is the premise scary. of the podcast. It but scared yeah. me. Super scary, but yeah. I also hate non endings. There's no end to this movie. Nothing is explained, and I hate that. My least favorite horror trope, Dawn of the Dead, looking at you, all the other horror movies looking at you, we're like at the all end. All the other ones? <laughs> all the other ones. Every horror movie oh, on notice. It's almost every one, where all it's right, like, at right. the end, they're like, oh, here's another ghost. Wink. Ah. Oh, yeah, the wink and a nod, too. Yeah. It continues. I don't like endings like that. I like the movie to wrap up, and then like if you want to make another movie, like make another movie. Yeah. Mm. I will say that the sequel does go into all this, so I will be a little bit nicer to this. I really like the ending of this. And I, I agree with what you're saying, but I think you guys are talking more about stingers, like when there's somebody that jumps right out at the end. And I think this is a little bit more than that. I think this is just not wrapping the story up. And I like that because it's been super scary. And I like that it doesn't end in a happy place and that it's still because I think it's an effective ending. You may not like it, but I think there's more than just a face jumping out at them, you know? Yeah. And it's not like a super jump scary ending. It's just right. a, oh, oh my God, this movie isn't ending, but I have to leave now and wait until they make another one. Right. Like right now, if I watch this and I loved horror movies, I'd be like, 
cool, let's watch the second one right now. Because you right. can do that, mm-hmm. but you can't do that when you're in the theater on, on uh, you know, release day. Like Dawn of the Dead. They didn't make another one, so that ending just sucks. But yeah, I like this movie, but I also think that I tend to like the darker endings more than you guys, so it doesn't surprise me that you guys don't like that. I don't mind downer endings. Like, Empire Strikes Back is amazing. Like, I, I don't care if it's a downer ending. I care if there isn't an ending, and there is not an ending to this movie. Mm. And I frankly don't ever want to watch Insidious 2 <laughs> because I don't like scary movies. But but like I was saying, like if you like scary movies, I bet now if you're watching this, you're probably like, shit, I gotta watch the second one. And you can just watch the second one because it's probably on Netflix too. So like it's yeah. not it's not like a bad thing that the way they ended. But I'd be so pissed if I had paid $30 to see this in the movie theater and then it ends this way and I'm like, oh fuck. So they just don't answer I, I will anything. say that this is a well-made horror film. It is super scary. I'm not a super big fan of all the further stuff because I feel like the movie is not super scary in the further. Ooh, I like the further. I think it's, I mean, creepy, it's creepy and I want to know I mean, more about it. It's not as scary. Yeah, I want to know more about it too. It's almost like the movie should tell you and answer <laughs> questions. Well, That's no, because the, the Conjuring comes out after this and he like... He's like, you know what? That's this, a different movie series. It's the same director. It's a different movie I'm series. I'm telling you, he, he's like, you know what sucked about the last movie series I made is that further thing. I'm just going to make a super scary ghost universe. No, I like the further. And I I think that if you cross the line into telling us too much and explaining too much of the answers, then it kind of takes the effectiveness away. Like, what I like about it is that it's more mysterious and I don't know. And I can imagine it's probably going to be scarier than what they would show me in the story. You know? I get it. It's a good movie. I'm not yeah. saying it's not a good movie. Yeah. I just am so scared by things. I think that this is a particular type of movie that really scares you. Oh, yeah. Like, jump scares are the worst, and this does a lot of jump scares very well. Do you think this was scary or The Conjuring? Save it for the scary scale. But before we get to the scary scale, let's do box office. All right. Do you guys know what the production budget was for this movie? I think I do. I'm going to take a guess. I think it, Mike, you want you guess first. One dollar. Okay. I think it was 1.3 million. Is that right? 1.5 million. So Ah, really close. But that's like a nothing budget. I mean, and this was probably filmed in 2010. Well, right during the recession, you know. Well, it's it's still not a very big budget, man. It's a double location. Actually, it's a triple because they shoot shot somewhere else for the film, but it's only in two houses yeah, and then the further. And they shot it in like three weeks because it's a real small cast, too. Man, it's... But one, yeah, it is a very small budget for 1. a big 5, studio film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's $1.5 million. How much do you think it made worldwide? A bunch. I think it made over $100 million. It didn't... Okay, ah. $60 million. I'll say this. I bet it made over $100 million, uh, through like on demand and stuff like that. $1. Mm-hmm. It's in theater run. <laughs> it was $97 million. Yeah, oh, it, Jim. so close. I got it. Which over. is still amazing. Like that's $97 million on a $1.1 investment is insane. And you gotta, I bet you gotta remember, a lot to promote in it. In that time period, 2010 was one of the worst years for a film because of that, the Great Recession. Like 2009 to 2012 were like the worst years for movies. Oh, yeah? So making that much money on that much budget is a miracle during that time. No, I agree. It did pretty well, man. It, it was never, like, top at the box office any weeks, but it it was up there. Do you have what else was out then? I, in fact, do. Ooh. So on its launch day, which was April 1st, I believe. Yeah, April it, Fool's Day. It was beaten by Hop and Source Code, but it beat Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Limitless, and The Lincoln Lawyer. Okay. Oh, I'm, and Sucker Punch, which I know you love. Oh, I'm going to tell uh-huh. you guys, those Diary of the Wimpy Kid films are pretty good. Well, they weren't better yeah. than Insidious. Oh, wow. Jen's fun facts. So we have talked about this. Um, the director was James Wan. 
And the script writer was Lee Wanell, who also played Specs in the movie. And so this was after he had done Saw and Saw had gotten really popular, but he was starting to be known as a torture porn director. And this was when torture porn was kind of starting to get a little bit more of a backlash. And he wanted to prove that he could make a really scary movie without much gore. And there really isn't a lot of gore or violence in this movie. So I think he was really yeah, That's why that. all the fights are like, uh-huh. Right. That's, like a, that's a pushy push. play fighting and like yeah. X-Men style fighting. I mean, there is one, people get shot in this, uh-huh. but it's all done in that little creepy thing. Yeah. And, and we don't even see it. There's hardly any blood. You just see mm-hmm. like a bullet hole on them. Yeah. And I think the bullet hole is like red, but it's there's like no blood. It's right. very not that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think mission For accomplished goal. James Wan. Good job. Sure. He proves in The Conjuring. He does too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And but that was after this. So the original title of this movie was The Further, and I think they made a smart choice with making the title Insidious. Me too, although yeah. it doesn't really, I mean, they say the title once, right. but it's, it doesn't matter. I, I love care. when movies do that. Let's just talk about this. <laughs> I like when movies say the title at one point during the movie. He said the name of the movie. Yes, I like it. Well, that, we do that every time they do that. I, I, love, it. I love that part of it. Ethan Hawke actually turned down the role of Josh. No shit. Well, yeah, and this was before Sinister, and so I wonder <laughs> if he kind of had regretted turning that down. I bet he did. Yeah. I, bet, I honestly bet he did. <laughs> Him and Patrick Wilson are in so many horror movies. They yeah. really are playing the very similar type Ugh. characters, and I love both of them. So I'm happy with. I'm them. not. I'm. I don't hate them. So the composer Joseph Bishara, he uh, composed the music, but he also played the lipstick face demon, and that's what wow, he's actually really? called. He did what? What? And so that's what that is on his face. It's actually bright red lipstick and so anytime you see it it's not blood i just thought he was like a devil demon yeah i think he is the actor is the composer of the music that's insane i I mean that's awesome that's how you save money and i (laughs) keep it in the family yeah Yeah. but i think this music is really good it doesn't really stand out that much but it's effective when it needs to be so good job um so speaking of that (laughs) makeup because ty simpkins who's the one who plays dalton was probably eight or nine when they filmed this yeah he went in and would watch them put the makeup on that actor so so that he would feel better yeah yeah so he wouldn't be afraid yeah and did you guys recognize him he's the kid in jurassic world i didn't oh. recognize him, but okay. Good yeah. for him. There may be an insidious and sinister shared universe and possibly a crossover down the road. I'd oh like that. I God. would love that. What, Lipstick Man versus Sinister Man? Versus Bagul. Yeah, I Bagul. think that would be great. And those movies, like we just said, this movie is a lot like Poltergeist, but I think Sinister is a lot like this movie in that yeah, there's yeah. a lot of creepy. Did James Wan direct Sinister? No, I don't think so. It was I, James too. <laughs> oh my god so i have just a little bit of information about astral projection because whether or not you believe it is actually a real thing there are people that believe that you can astral project and try to do it yes um the further is not really a part of astral projection i think that's something that was created for the movie but it is an intentional out-of-body experience it assumes that the soul or consciousness or the astral body is separated from the physical body and capable of traveling throughout the universe. And you can see mention of this from like the beginning of recorded history in all kinds of different cultures. Um, But it's technically pseudoscience because there's no actual scientific evidence of this happening. Some people think it's actually happening and some people think they're just dreaming. They're having like a real vivid dream. So yeah, but it is a real thing that people try to do. Those are my fun facts. Cool. Thank you for your fun facts, Jen. You're welcome. 
All right, Jen, let's uh, do that scary scale. Jen, what's that scary scale? <laughs> hey, listeners, our scary scale is a scale we used to rank how scared we were when we watched the movie tonight. It's not a ranking of the quality of the film. It's how scared we got when we watched it. It's how many times Todd had to hide behind his T-shirt <laughs> or cover his face with his hat. Oh, my God. Uh, I didn't have my hat today. I know. It was oh. the worst. It was oh my unprotected. God. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, Todd, what you got? So, like, I'm going back and forth between an 8 and a 9, but I'll go ahead and give it a nine because it really scared me. Like any movie that makes me stand up, I'm so scared or makes me do a double take about something in the movie that scares me. Hours after the movie had ended. Wait, hold on. Let's talk about this. I had to check behind a children's shower curtain before you I don't want to talk about stuff that happens We went to the bathroom together as we do. Not together. I went in first because he wouldn't wouldn't go in first. And then Todd went and talked to Corey because he was afraid to be Yes. The pod father has a very calming presence. That is true. So I come out of the bathroom and he goes, did you check behind the curtain and I said no I'm a man so I made him come in the bathroom with me while what? I checked behind the curtain you made him come in the bathroom with you yeah and then when the, when I when I checked the curtain there's nothing in the behind the curtain he left and I locked the door and went to the bathroom that, so that doesn't surprise me watching this movie with you I was yeah it was terrifying yeah so do you know what I gave the conjuring and I do know what you gave the conjuring saw? and saw uh, you gave Saw a seven. That makes sense. Saw, Saw, you gave I would Saw say a seven? Yeah, I would yeah. say Saw is not nearly as scary as this. Mm-mm. I bet I gave Conjuring an eight. You gave The Conjuring an eight. Yep. So I gave Conjuring a seven. Sorry, I gave, gave Saw, Saw a seven, seven, Conjuring an eight, and this a nine. And you're giving And I feel like that's the order I'd put them in in, in, in terms of scary. I, I think so too. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to agree. I think I'm going to give this an eight. Okay, so this is an eight. Mm-hmm. All right, Jenna, what are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a seven. All right. Really high numbers for this, which does yes, not surprise me. it was. Me. Yeah, and and I did really like this. I think it is scarier than The Conjuring and Saw. Hell yeah. But I don't like the story as much as The Conjuring agreed, and Saw. Agreed, agreed. So that's why. But I think the visuals, I think it's just really effective. The scares scary. work. Like the, they do. <laughs> yeah. the, the guy in the baby's room. Fuck yeah. Jim's uh-huh. recording you to get a jump scare and then I yell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I I stood up and yelled. And I was yeah. like, ah! Yeah. It got me a couple of times. Yeah. So that's our scary scale. Yeah. So this week you guys made me watch Insidious. What are you guys making me watch next week? We're not making you watch anything, Todd. Boom, got you, Jen. Ha-ha. Wrap it up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we watching, Mikey? As uh, above. Yeah. So uh, yes, that's right. You got it. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, so our listener request theme for October, because it's Halloween month, was let's scare Todd to death. And you guys suggested some very terrifying things. And did tonight. Yep. And the winner was as above, so below. And yeah. so we're going to watch that. The 2014 found footage. I believe it's on Netflix now, so check it out. Nice. Yeah, so everybody yeah. should be able to watch it if you have Netflix. Guys, check out As Above, So Below for next week, and I'll decide whether I like you guys after seeing <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He hates us after Insidious. So. Oh man, you guys are the fucking worst. <laughs> We've really been trying to get Mikey's reading up to par, so we're gonna use. I read at an eighth grade level. Oh yeah. <laughs> Started at a fifth grade, so it's working. Yeah, guys. we're moving up. So you want to read this one? It Which just one? came in this past week. That's just one sentence. Yeah, it's gonna be super easy. But read the title. My name's not even in it. And then read <laughs> read who it's by. There's not even an accent. I'm going to choose Italian. Oh, there's a B. Oh, <laughs> I just God. found the podcast. Oh, yeah, I'm doing Italian. <laughs> 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 All right, do it. Oh, uh, uh, wait, SS22 7 says, uh, I just found this a podcast recently, and oh, my God, uh, it is 
my new favorite thing to listen to. I never stop ever and keep making Todd suffer. Ha ha! Eloelos. Five stars. The title of this is New Listener, by the way. New Listener. Oh, thank All you, right. New Listener. Thank you. Is that okay? I think I, I feel like I nailed that. I think, I think you, you did, did too. <laughs> I just hope it's not racist. It, it, yeah. So thank you. Please leave, please leave us more reviews. That's about it. Yeah, uh, thank you so much. Oh, wait, we got your plugs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So thank you for leaving that five-star review. If you would like us to read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review and an accent for Mikey yeah. to read it in. Apparently, we'll just make one up. Wrap it up, boys. <laughs> Wrap it up, boys. Oh, my God. All right. So we remember the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. If you follow us there, you're getting our show on Wednesdays. But if you follow us in our feed, you're going to get it two days earlier on Monday. Now, in their feed, you're also going to get, of course, the Modern Horrors Podcast, but also the lovely Final Girls and on Death, Dying, and other things. Oh, yeah. And if you want to follow us on the interwebs, follow us at Horror Virgin or individually at Jen Ferratu, at M Randolph 24 and uh. at Todd J Awesome. Ah. Or you can check us out on the internet at horrorvirgin.com where you can get Jen's blog, Ooh. links to the merch store, a lot of great other stuff. And also speaking of that kind of stuff and interacting with us online, go to the Facebook group. The Facebook yes. group is amazing. And it's just like facebook.com slash group slash horrorvirgin. Just yeah. honestly. Horror go Virgin to, family Facebook page, I think it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go to like any of the social. We link it like once a week, so yeah. you'll see it. Uh, and then join that group. It's a lot of fun. We do daily content there. Mm-hmm. We've uploaded some scares from me tonight. My mom is surprisingly very active there. She is, and I like it. I'm here for it. Your mom's a sweetie, man. She's like, she's very this nice. is no joke. I'm not being sexual. Your mom's a genuinely good person, and I like she's her a lot. She's very nice. Yeah, yeah, she's great. And guys, if you can help financially support the show, please do. We're currently saving up to buy better mics so we can give you guys some better sound. Yeah. If you want to help us in that endeavor, go to patreon.com slash horrorvirgin and sign up for any of the levels there. We've got a lot of great perks. Yeah. We're doing a lot of extra content like Jen's doing creep show reviews yep, and sort of talking about mm-hmm. her feelings around creep show. Yes. I'm going to do a blog. I'm going to do, I'm going to do a blog and a video. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> I'm here for that. Let's do it. If you can't financially support the show, please do just continue doing what you're doing. And that is telling your friends, family, and co-workers about the show because honestly, we don't have like a marketing budget. None of us are famous, so like yeah. we can't Speak promote the show without you guys and you guys actually are the ones who help generate new listeners for us right. and we've been growing a lot. In fact, last month was another record month for us, which is awesome. So thank you guys so much for so helping awesome. w- with that. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable that people like us. It's insane. I, know. I don't even like me. Mikey. Oh. I love you, Mike. Oh, you guys are sweet. Oh. Hey, guys. That's going to be it from us tonight. Hey, Todd, guys. Uh, there's a list yeah. for us tonight. Uh. Todd's about to have to go home alone. And <laughs> he's currently texting Natalie to make sure she is turning all of the lights out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I am. Is. That's going to be it from us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us tonight to yes, watch Insidious and tearing Todd's soul apart. It was so oh, much man. fun. And we hope he gets home safely tonight. Yeah. Um, I I'm, will get zero sleep oh i'm jen i'm mikey and ciao and i'm your horror virgin todd (laughs) have an amazing week have an amazing week have an amazing week (laughs) (laughs) bye lasagna nerds meatball (laughs) it's mario so it's not racist